Blog Talk Radio. Corruption. Greed. Xenophobia. White supremacy. A nation in the grips of a pandemic. Healthcare resources strained to their limits. An economy on the brink of collapse. And at the helm, a clueless con artist who cares more about his own re-election over saving lives. Join Liberal Dan Radio for Talk from the Left That's Right. Live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and 24-7 at liberaldan.com. We must unite to save this country in spite of this buffoon's ineptitude before it's too late. from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. If you're listening during the live broadcast, you could always go to the show page or the episode page on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and join us in the chat room if you don't want to call in. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Uh, also, if you uh, want to hear more Liberal Dan uh, outside of Block Talk Radio, we also have uh, the YouTube channel that I've been posting some more live reactions to. I've started that up again. And if you look at the older ones and now, you can see my corona beard. And that is at youtube.com slash liberal Dan radio. You can also uh, see the parodies that I've made this, uh, this session, including the first couple. The audio was the greatest because my microphone was and my editing software wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, this last one maybe was a little better. Let you be the judge of that. And also uh, there's the anchor podcast, anchor.fm slash liberal Dan as well. Uh, where not only on Anchor can you find me, but you can find the host, the most Nimbus Yosh, with the Percy podcast as well. Uh, as uh, he said on, I think in his last episode, that we're looking forward to me, him, and maybe even Demonox, who is the first Liberal Day and Radio Patreon. Big shout out to you. Thank you very much. Uh, forming Voltron and coming together to make an ultra mega super show. Uh, we already had one show recently with Nimbus Yosh, uh, at, Nimbus, at Nimbus Yosh on Twitter or at the Percy podcast on Twitter. Uh, that was with our drunk friend from Pennsylvania. So if you want to hear more of that, stay tuned in the coming weeks and months, I'm sure we're going to have at least one, if not more uh, super shows uh, with uh, the smooth sound of the Percy podcast. And apparently from what I've heard from uh, Nimbus Yosh, the uh, maybe the mayonnaise sounds of Demonox. I don't know. I have, I have, I still have to tune into his show to find out exactly uh, what he was talking about with that. But <clears throat> interesting conversation on 
uh, Nimbus Yosh's podcast this week talking about people speaking in jive and whether or not it is appropriative. Uh, if white people speak using any sort of slang or in as what they would call from airplane jive, um, if you're going to speak words that are traditionally coming from uh, the black community, uh, is that appropriation or not? Apparently some people believe it is. Uh, Nimbus Yosh thinks it's not, especially in a certain circumstances. Like if I were to come up to Nimbus Yosh and say, like, what's up, fam? He probably wouldn't have a problem with it because he probably would think that I would be using it in the correct way and uh, doing it as a sign of respect and not a sign of mocking. So let's see what else. Of course, if you missed last week, uh, you missed the premiere of the parody, uh, the, the new commercial. I've shortened it down for uh, Nimbus Yosh's point because he didn't want to play in that minute and 20 second commercial on his podcast. Understandable. So, uh, if you do want to see this with the lyrics on YouTube, it is at youtube.com slash radio. But let me uh, re-air it. And I'm, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to put this in the show, but um, we'll figure it out. As somebody said, it is what it is. You say four more years of Trump's not a price that you're willing to pay. You cry. When you see breaking news, cause you know Trump's a really dumb guy. Why so sad? You know that we proved our derangement in 2016. Now he's making us mad. Remember, despite his arraignments, he's still there. We'll fight back on the show. That is called Liberal Dan Radio. We'll fight back on the air. Call me up and show me that you care. Listens rise, ratings fall, and I'll keep broadcasting through it all. So subscribe, don't be late. And you'll hear me on Blog Talk Radio on Wednesday nights at 8. Da 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 Thing, but I'm not going to produce the second half of that uh, and maybe even improve the first half of that because I, I do sound like after I listen to it, I sound a little nasally, a little more nasally than I might sound. And I don't know why that is. Um, typically, I think when I do impressions, uh, like if you hear the, um, the podcast commercial, the minicast commercial, um, when I do my Louis Armstrong, I don't sound nasally while doing that. Of course, that's more raspily. <clears throat> but um, so when I re-record that, I'll re-record the whole thing, and hopefully I'll sound less nasally as well. But um, I'm setting the I'm setting the threshold of me doing that at 100 uh, Liberal Day and Radio Patreons. If if I can get that amount, I will put the effort into making that, and maybe even getting somebody to do a sounds like type of music behind it, so that it fits with the parody but doesn't. Uh, trigger any alerts on YouTube uh, that I'm violating somebody's copyright. So 
Again, it is what it is, and I'm saying that purposefully. I've been saying that purposefully for a while now because uh, we do have uh, Donald Trump. I was interviewed by Axios, and, and HBO and Axios made it just freely available on YouTube. So everybody can watch this interview. Oh, my God, go watch the interview. But I do have some of the clips from the interview, and we are going to discuss that because, until the bottom half of the hour, at least, because at the bottom half of the hour, again, we have a friend of the show, Joanna Schroeder, at I Propose This on Twitter. Uh, she will be joining us. You can find that link on the show page or on the show thread at liberaldan.com. That will link to her Twitter account. Uh, she's been on the show before, and I'm very happy to have her back to start season nine. Um, but anyway, before we get that, we're going to discuss uh, what Trump said with the Axios uh, interview. Um, ugh, it just, it's so frustrating that we have just such an incoherent, deplorable president. Over the years, I've heard you talk about your adherence to a philosophy called positive thinking. This is the mantra that if you believe something, if you visualize it, um, then it will happen. To an extent. I also think in terms of the downside. Right. Uh, I do. I've, I've been but, given a lot of credit for positive thinking, but I also think about downside because only a fool doesn't. To what extent do you think that that positive thinking mindset is suitable to handling the worst pandemic that we've seen in a century? I think you have to have a positive outlook. Otherwise, you would have nothing. Otherwise, you would have nothing? No. Uh, I have discussed this before. Um, usually when I talk about this, either on the podcast, I've discussed this on when I do live reactions. Uh, I've said this repeatedly during the live reactions that Donald Trump likes to sugarcoat everything to the point where everybody would have diabetes. Uh, rest in peace, Wilford Brimley, who did pass away this week. Um, you know, it's a side note. And I've never participated in a Deadpool where people put up the names of uh, people who they expect are going to die and, and, you know, you have some privacy for the closest one of the ones right. Uh, but, yeah, I've always said that I would have put him on it, but he just seems to live forever. But, unfortunately, uh, but he lived a good long life. So, rest in peace to you, Wolfgang Brimley. But, here's the thing is that, you know, the question that was asked was, is having this this outlook, this positive outlook, where you have to only talk about the positives. He refuses to talk about negatives. He will not. Again, I went into more detail on this on the on the live reaction that I posted today. The second one that I posted today from today's uh, presser. So listen, watch the end of it at least. If you're if you're going to watch any of it, watch the end of it. So I'm going to talk about that more um, as to why uh, Donald Donald Trump is sugarcoating everything and why it's bad that we have somebody in the Oval Office, who will not talk the truth, who will mislead, misrepresent, and flat out lie by omission and flat out lie altogether um, by not including the bad information and only wants to talk about the stuff that's good, at least as it pertains to him. If he can put his name on it, it's good. If he can make an attack, he'll talk about the bad stuff and, and pass it off on to others. Stopping very infected people from China coming in, meaning putting the ban on China, which frankly nobody wanted me to do. Practically nobody, because it was very early in January. Uh, then putting the ban on Europe, not an easy thing to do. When you put a ban on Europe, that's a big thing. We would have uh, probably lost hundreds of thousands of lives more had I not done that. And all of the experts, every one of them, not one of them wanted to do it. They thought it was too severe. Uh, three months later, they're all saying, I'm glad you did it. Who all, who is the all? That's what I want to know. Who are these all people are saying that they're glad you did it? Because... One of the reasons, again, we withdrew from the WHO is because of the fact that they said that you could – it wasn't that they were, they were saying it, it won't work, 
but that you could more effectively spend your time and money doing other things to prevent the virus from, from spreading other than a travel ban. They don't believe that the experts didn't believe that the travel bans didn't work. And why would we not think that his travel ban was seeped in racism when he insisted that we, uh, during his campaign, when he was campaigning, he wanted to call for a total and complete ban on Muslims entering this country, total and complete ban. That's what he campaigned on. And he also was talking about preventing uh, Mexican from entering the country, from stopping them from crossing the border because, you know, they're sending us murders and rapists, according to Trump. So, again, so his, two of his main campaign planks were steeped in racism. Why wouldn't we think that this travel ban was any different? If you watch the fake news on television, they don't even talk about it. But, you know, there are 188 other countries right now that are suffering, some proportionately far greater than we are, okay, as bad as we are. Very few. Some proportionately greater than we are. Some. So, okay, he's not going to talk about all of the countries that are doing better than us. He's only going to talk about those countries that are doing worse than us, which, are, if you listen to the video, if you watch the video, it's four that with the tariffs and everything else I did, we were taking in billions of dollars. I was giving some of it to the farmers. The farmers were doing well because I was targeting, they were targeting the farmers. I was targeting China. We were doing good. Then the all the- farmers were not doing well. That's why he had to give them the money because the tariffs that he imposed caused them to not buy our grain from America and from other places. So our farmers were hurt. And that's why he had to pay back our property. Now, I'm not going to get in. I'm, I'm not an economist. I'm not going to get into all of that simply because of the fact that, you know, maybe when you do some sort of protectionism uh, and, and charging import taxes on certain things to get eliminate a trade deficit or uh, stop trade practices that uh, hurt American businesses because they can't compete at the levels that one could compete if all other things were equal. So sometimes tariffs are going to make things more equal. I'm not saying I'm opposed to tariffs. I'm, I'm a lot of conservatives out there like tariffs. Uh, I'm, uh, depending on what it is, um, it it is what it is. But um, the fact that the, the farmers were not doing good because of the tra- tariffs that he put on China he had to use the money coming from the tariffs in order to reimburse the farmers for the losses they had. It's a, it's a very important distinction. So, But you couldn't even get in. It was like an armed camp. Why would you have wanted that? 120 Black Lives Matter people. I understand, but why would you have wanted a huge crowd? Excuse me, wait. And Tulsa, well, because that area was a very good area at the time. It was a, an area that was Cases pretty much stuff. over after... After a month later, it started going up. That's a month later. But Tulsa was a very. It didn't start going up a month later. There was there was evidence showing Tulsa was already in the process of having ramped up cases, and there are experts who believe that the rally in and of itself contributed to the surge that was going on. Of course, Donald Trump is going to try and say, "Oh, it was a month later," but it's probably why would we believe him at this point? There's no reason to believe him at this point because guess what? He's lied about so many other things. Boy who cried wolf. But unfortunately, the uh, me- the method or the message that 
conservatives get from the boy who cried wolf tends to be that, well, maybe if somebody lies, maybe you should continue to listen to them just in case they're not lying in the future. That's what conservatives take as the moral of the story of the boy who cried wolf. Not the people won't listen to you if you continuously lie to them. So, Mr. President, my speech. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're saying something. Yeah. That speech was the highest-rated speech in the history of Fox, Te- Fox Television on Saturday night. It was and huge. Nobody says I think, that. I think you misunderstand me. I'm criticizing your ability to draw a crowd. Are well, you kidding me? I'm I've covered you for five years. You draw massive I'm crowds. You get huge ratings. I'm asking about the public the time, health. And I canceled another one. I had to cancel it. Right. I have a great crowd in New Hampshire, and I canceled it for the same reason. But here's the question. It, you know, I've covered you for a long time. I've, I've gone to your rallies. I've talked to your people. They love you. They listen to you. They listen to every word you say. They hang on your every word. They don't listen to me or the media or Fauci. They think we're fake news. They want to get their advice from you. And so when they hear you say everything's under control, don't worry about wearing masks. Well, they think they're fake news because Donald Trump specifically said that they are fake news, first of all. Uh, second of all, um, yeah, Donald Trump, as I've been saying this from the beginning of the, of the pandemic, you have a situation where Trump could have been a leader. He could have brought us off all out of this mess by being a leader, by putting on that mask first, by, by putting on a mask more often than normal to, to normalize it, normalize what the, the wearing of masks to protect other people. Say wearing a mask protects other people if you happen to be uh, in, the word I'm looking for. Um, not showing signs of the sickness. I'm blanking on asymptomatic. There we go. If you are asymptomatic, wearing a mask, and you happen to have it, wearing a mask is going to make it less that you'll spread to other people. So if everybody wore masks, then everybody who had it would be less likely to spread it to other people. Therefore, it would be a better thing. Had he been a leader on this, we would have turned the corner on it earlier and could have saved the lives tens of thousands of lives and I'm hoping that it's not the case. I'm have no reason to believe that we're we're not at the end of this gonna say that Donald Trump could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. We haven't quite made it yet to the two hundred thousand level death toll. I think we will. I think we'll do it before the election um, because there's nothing that the coronavirus loves more than people not listening to the experts advice. I mean, these are people, many of them are older people, well, Mr. Your President. What's definition of control? Yeah. Under the it's giving them a false sense right of security. Now, I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How? A thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And you ha- it is what it is. But that doesn't mean we it are doing what it everything is. we can. It's under control as much as you can control it. This is a horrible plague that beset us. You really think this is as much as we can control? Uh, well, a thousand I'll deaths you, a day? I'd like to know if somebody, first of all, we have done a great job. We've gotten the governors everything they needed. They didn't do their job. Many of them didn't, and some of them did. Someday we'll sit down. We'll talk about the successful ones, the good ones. Look at that smile. Yeah, because we all know that, that, that the reason he's doing that is because it is a political thing and it's not a realism thing, um, and that he's not taking responsibility for anything that bad happened with the virus and him not being a leader. But again, it is what it is. That he doesn't care about people's lives or their health. He cares about opening the economy because to him, the only sign of success is an economy. 
is, is an economy that's thriving. That's the only thing that matters to him, not saving a life, not making sacrifices so that less people die. It's having a bigger economy is what he wants to see. A million people could die in America from COVID-19. And as long as the economy was strong, he would view his response as a success. I sure hope that whatever is out there, that we do not get a million deaths. But if the economy turns out to be great, a million people dead, he would view that as, as an accomplishment, not as a failure. And that, my friend, is the difference between conservatives and liberals. We show cases. So we show many, many cases. We show tremendous number of I know you're smiling when I say no, that. But but come on, I mean, no, I've no. heard you say this. Other but... countries don't test like we do, so they don't show cases. Just a couple of points on that. I wasn't going to continue on the testing, but you said it. So we're testing so much because it's spread so far in America. We're testing and when so you... much because we had the ability to test okay. because we but, came up with tests. South Korea... Jonathan, we weren't even... We didn't even have a test. When I took over, we didn't even have a test. Now, in all fairness, there was no test for this There was no test for this new... We didn't have a test because there was no of test. Course. In, in a very short order, we got one test, we got another test. It was broken another. the first Many one. of those tests are now obsolete because we right. you know, it's called science, and all of a sudden right. something's better. But because... That, that's the other thing that Trump does with the whole recording thing, is that we didn't have tests, and now we have tests. Well, there's no reason, again, there was no reason to have a test because there was COVID-19 before he became, came into office. So obviously you're not going to have any tests. But he's trying to make it seem like, oh, we didn't have tests and now we do. That's some sort of victory. I mean, yes, we would have to get tests. That, that's, that's not a victory. That's something that has to be done. Ridiculous. Is this the right one? The cases. My... Well, look at South Korea. Yeah. For... No. Oh, wait, that's the next one. Is that the next one? They go by the cases. Well, look at South Korea, for example. 51 million population, 300 deaths. It's like, it's you, crazy. You don't know that. I do. It's you don't the, know that. So, you think they're faking their statistics, uh, South Korea? I, I won't get into country? that because they have a very good relationship yeah. with the country. But you don't know that. And they have spikes. Look, here's Germany, one. Germany, low, 9,000. Here's one right here, United States. You take anyway, the number I love what he's going through the papers. Well, he's struggling to find I don't know what we're thinking. As a well, take a look okay. again. It's cases. Okay. Um, and we have cases because I mean, of the testing. Because we thousand Americans are dying a day. But I understand. I understand on cases it's different. No, but you're not reporting it correctly, Jonathan. I think I am. But if you take a look at this other chart, look. This is our well, testing. Well, that's why Donald Trump's telling him we're not reading yeah. that the reporter yeah, is no, reporting it correctly. But the fact that again, he's he, he's obsessed with the pure number of tests that are done. A pure number of tests is something, even for a while, we didn't have the most tests per capita. And again, some of our tests that we did were not getting returned in a timely manner, which experts have said that those tests were basically useless. Who cares if they had the test two weeks ago? They've now spread it to everybody, unless they quarantined for those two weeks. They've now spread it to everybody, and, and maybe some of them died, and you, you didn't have the time to interact and, and intervene and get what you wanted to get done done. So I'm talking about death. Will you look at going death? Up. Wait, death and then there's wait before I talk about the course. It's it's a thousand. Death. All right, before we talk about the death again, you know, I liked how he said that he doubted South Korea's numbers, and then but he didn't want to talk about it. Friends with South Korea, but by doubting their numbers, you already talked about. It. You've done the damage. You've done the damage. You've put that out there. A country who is supposedly our friend uh, is lying about their numbers. 
because, God forbid, another country looks better than us. I'm talking about death. Well, you look it's at going death. Up. Death is way down from where it was. It's, it's a thousand death. a day. It was two and a half thousand. It went down to 500. Now it's going up death. again. Excuse me. Where it was is much higher than where it is right now. It went down and it went spiked, up again. But now it's going down again. It's, it's going, going down in Arizona. It's going down in Florida. Nationally, it's, it's going, going down up. in Texas. Take a look at this. These are the tests. It's going down in Florida? I love that. Like, it took him a couple of seconds, I think, to register Donald Trump saying it going down in Florida to be like, wait, wait, did he really just say it's going down in Florida? Florida is a hellhole when it comes to this. Like, there's, there's, they're completely screwing the pooch. If we can do something with Russia in terms of nuclear proliferation, Moving which is right. a very big problem, bigger problem than global warming, right. A much bigger problem than global warming in terms of the real world. Uh, that would be in great. In terms no. of the real world, i.e., global warming is not a problem because I guess that's the fake world. I guess that's the, where the fake news comes from. Um, but yeah, he's, Donald Trump is excusing the fact that he didn't talk about the bounty, not the paper towels, but the bounty that was set from Russia on the Afghanistan, uh, on the Taliban. You know, oh, well, I was talking to him about this other thing and said, because apparently he can't walk into junk. Yeah, you told Fox time. News recently that you couldn't say whether you'd accept the results of the 2020 election. What does that actually look like as the sitting president? I mean, it's unprecedented. What would well, that actually look like? I wish we could be unprecedented. She, she conceded on it. She conceded on it. She accept them, and she got, she got that's important very point. easily. That, that's an important point. She conceded on election night. Now, she grumbled about it and, and said all sorts of grumbled. Okay, she wrote books fine. about it. She wrote books. Don't use the word grumbled. Fine. But she wrote books about it. <laughs> that's fine, but I'm just... And she got beaten easily. I get it. I get it. 306 to 223. I'm not disputing you beat Hillary Clinton. Listen, what I'm asking is is you'll be the sitting president in the White House. What does that look like? Not accepting... I'll tell you what it looks like. Are you litigating? Let me tell you what it looks like. Okay. So we have a new phenomena. It's called called mail-in voting. Mail-in voting is not a new phenomenon, but he didn't even say what it looked like. What it looks like is the reporter asked him, what does it look like when the president of the United States does not accept the, the, over the results of the election. Then we had something similar in 2000 when we had a, election results go on and on and on. But we, we clearly didn't know immediately day after, two days after, whatever, we, we had to go to the Supreme Court, uh, have them rule that Florida, you know, didn't have to do anything to screw up what they screwed up, which they screwed up big time because, you know, Florida. But I mean, you can't even answer the question. He has to pivot it to to the whole thing about mail-in voting. Beautiful, wonderful son, young man, passed away seven years ago. He called me, he said, I just got a, I just got a ballot Probably for my son, Robert. Probably he died different. seven years ago. Somebody got a ballot for a dog. Somebody got a ballot for something else. You got millions of ballots going. Nobody even knows where they're going. You look at some of the corruption having to do with universal mail-in voting. Absentee voting is okay. You have to apply. You have to go through a process. You have to apply for mail-in. Absentee voting is good. I like how he corrects him and just Trump keeps on blah, blah, blah over him because he doesn't want to admit the truth that you have to apply to do both. And what it is to understand the fact that these people are getting applications for ballots. They're not getting ballots. They're getting applications for ballots. So if, if for whatever reason, like I could, I could print out a whole bunch of stuff and mail it out to, I could buy, if I'm a head of a political party, I could buy a mailing list. And I could be like, these are the mailing lists of all the people in this area. Let me mail an application to every single person in this county who I think is coming from a liberal district and have them all send it. Now, the mailing, maybe the mailing list has a dog. On it, like I, I, I decided to send 
the Petco ad to my dog to Sushi Zimmerman instead of to me. And so I would then get a, an application in the mail for my dog. doesn't mean I would fill it out and return it. And even if I fill it out and return it, there's nothing in the voter rolls that says that I would be able to have a Sushi Zimmerman registered to vote. So they would deny the request for the ballot. Again, much ado about nothing. Again, the reason that Donald Trump doesn't want mail-in voting is simply because if the more valid votes that are cast, the more likely he is to lose. Look, look okay, let's do concrete. Let's do concrete. They're sending out applications, millions of ballots. No, they're not. There it's is applications. <laughs> you can there get is no it. way you can go through a mail-in vote without massive cheating. There's, and this is the problem I have with, with hell Trumpo. There's no way. This is America. We are Americans, not Americans. We should be able to set our mind to it and get it done. Get it done. We can come up. We can, we can send out the applications even earlier to, to deal with the influx of people who might want to vote from home and vote by mail. We could then send out the ballots and tell them, look, you can send this ballot anytime. And we will count it as if it was cast on election day. And that way, and people then could then start counting. And you would require that nobody release the numbers from the counts until after election day is finished. But you could, then, you could start getting those tallies up and running a week or two ahead of time so that we could know, oh, okay, enter it into a machine. Like, you know, so they're like, okay, this is one for this, this is one for this, this is one for this person, so on and so forth. So at the end of the day, you would have. We went through World War One. You went to the polls. You voted. We went through World War Two. You, you had, went to the polls. You had mail-in voting. And now, because typical. of the China virus, we're supposed to stay home, send millions Racist. of ballots all over the country, millions and millions. You know, you could have a case where this election won't be decided on the evening of November third. Absolutely. Well, no crap, and that's okay, and that should be okay because we we understand that we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, during World War One or World War Two. Not many Americans were at risk going to the polls. There was no threat to the American people. There was no, we didn't fight a war on our shores in World War I. World War II, we were attacked in Pearl Harbor, obviously. But there was, the, the, most of the war was conducted in, in the Pacific Ocean. The continental United States was really not touched at all. The idea that we are somehow, that there was somehow something that would make the Americans have to Go, it's just ridiculous. And if Joanna calls, you know, Joanna Schroeder calls before we hit the next commercial break, it's fine. We will go ahead and um, end this segment and continue maybe after, after the end. But we have just okay. a couple bits With left African to go over. With African-Americans, so. I'm doing very well. They had the best employment numbers they've ever had. They had the best job numbers they've ever had. They were making more money than they ever made. We were all set until we got hit by China with the virus. John- he was benefiting from the Obama economy. Not, it wasn't anything that he did, trust me. I tell you, with African Americans, I'm doing very well. They had the best employment numbers they've ever had. They had the best job numbers they've ever had. They were making more money than they ever made. We were <laughs> John Lewis re- is in the U.S. Capitol. How do you think history will remember John Lewis? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know John Lewis. Uh, he chose not to come to my uh, uh, inauguration. Uh, he chose. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I never met John Lewis. Actually, I don't believe. Do you find him impressive? Uh, 
I can't say one way or the other. I find a lot of people impressive. I find many people not impressive. But no, but I didn't Do go. Do you find his story he impressive? Come, he didn't come to my inauguration. He didn't come to my State of the Union speeches. And that's okay. That's his right. And that's what it's all about, folks. It's all about Donald Trump and his how he looked. He felt slighted by the fact that John Lewis did not come to his inauguration. And so he was like, well, I have to pay him back. I don't think John Lewis went to the inauguration of George W. Bush either. But George W. Bush showed up at the funeral. I never thought I'd see a day that George W. Bush, I would view, I was like, man, he sure was presidential. I mean, maybe he wasn't, but compared to Trump, oh, he looks absolutely presidential. Not that I want him again. I don't want him again. No, no, no. But if you had a gun to my head and say, pick, George W. Bush, very easy. That's what I would want. Okay, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break, probably our only commercial break. Come back and take your calls as well. Area code 914-803-4131. This is area code 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say. Sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things. Political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the team. Would you like to support Liberal Dan Radio? Would you like a shout out on the podcast or the minicast? Would you like to purchase advertising or sponsor a bit like Hypocrite of the Week or Words of Redneck Wisdom? You can even sponsor the whole hour. Then become a Liberal Dan Patreon. You can help me grow my audience, and for a limited time, first hour advertisers will lock in their rates. For the life of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash liberal Dan and support the show today.
Welcome back to the smooth sound. I'm sorry, no, I'm not Percy. Uh, welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, to join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914 And uh, we're just uh, waiting. Maybe she's a little bit uh, backed up. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if she's backed up. But maybe there's a maybe there's an issue, maybe there's a phone issue, who knows? Um, but Joanna Schroeder, whenever she comes on, we will have her on. Uh, until then, we will uh, continue talking about fun stuff like coronavirus, the COVID-19, uh, and you know, maybe we'll talk about some stuff at Liberal Day and Radio. I, I think that um, some things I might do is, is I have a lot of ideas in my head for like Fat Man Rants, for example. Do I want to do one based off of the fact that we shouldn't be going back to schools? Do I want to do one? Uh, that does, that discusses the whole mask thing and the lack of science that people don't understand uh, science when it comes to the coronavirus, the COVID COVID nineteen. I don't know. You know, what, which one do I do first? Well, maybe if you were a liberal band radio Patreon, I could uh, put that out there and say, hey, what do you supporters of the show want to hear first? And I will I will interact. I will interact with them. I'm also. Uh, going to be I'm, I'm actively a little more actively looking for advertisers for the show so you know if you have anything that you would like to advertise within reason uh, obviously i'm not going to want to be doing uh, advertisements for uh you know, the national uh, right to life foundation or whatever that may be uh, uh, i'm not going to be running ads for david duke or tony perkins funny enough we live in i live in louisiana and my uh I didn't live here back when David Duke ran for the Senate, but or I'm sorry, when he ran for the governorship. Uh, however, uh, obviously my wife and her family did. And while cleaning up her house today, my uh, mother-in-law found a Christmas card to, I don't know how or why they picked the house that they sent it to. I asked her mom. She had no idea either. But there was a Christmas card from the Duke family wishing everybody a a very Merry Christmas. I'm surprised he didn't say anything. I didn't read the entire, maybe I should go, should have gone down and gotten it and read the whole thing on, on the show just to see what he says. Cause maybe uh, he was wishing everybody a white Christmas and with the, the double entendre in fact, cause oof. Um, I did see David Duke one time I was driving down in Metairie, which is uh, Jefferson parish, which is one parish over from new Orleans or Orleans parish to come visit new Orleans. That is one thing I'll say. Uh, people say often when I would when I was driving Uber and Lyft, they would say, "Is it is it New Orleans? Is it New Orleans or is it New Orleans?" And I was like, "You know what? I really don't care, and you shouldn't either, because some people will tell you absolutely that it's New Orleans, but the parish that we're in is Orleans Parish. And at one time, I was even on Orleans Avenue. That's, we were driving down Orleans Avenue in New Orleans, so you shouldn't be expected to either." New Orleans also has some other interesting uh, street names. There's a street name that's spelt like this musical instrument called the Calliope. It's spelled exactly the same. But is it Calliope? No, it's Calliope. Calliope. However, if you point, there, there's a riverboat that has one on it, and there is a Mardi Gras float that has one on it, and when they're passing by, you would say, oh, look, it's the calliope. So they know how to say the word. They just, when it comes to the street, they don't want to say that word right. Or they have an alternate version of right, like, so to speak, um, 
I was reminded of this earlier because uh, we have another street called Burgundy. It's not Burgundy. It's Burgundy. I don't know how we ever got Chapatulis as a as a. I mean, I probably know. There's some. There's definitely some uh, some. I don't know if that's Indian or not, or Native American. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know if that's based on a Native American tribe or something um, or a word, but there are some down here, some areas, some roads that do have uh, some Native American history to them. Now, let's see what else. Um, During the press conference, if you watch, if you go to Liberal Day and Radio on YouTube, you watch the press conference, you will see um, that we had a Let's just bring it up here. Um, there's there's a slide, and this is again one of the problems I have with with Trump, in that you know whenever he he can give credit, he will rarely give credit to anybody else. I mean, only when he thinks it's going to benefit him will he do so. So, and I, I probably will make some sort of video on this at some point soon. Um, the, the title of the slide is the healthcare president. What President Trump has accomplished for you. He accomplished it. Everybody remember, he accomplished it. Not, nobody else was involved in what was going on with it. He accomplished it. He. So, I mean, maybe I'll make a video about this, but we can go over. Uh, invested approximately $2 billion in community health centers, helping 28 million patients in medically underserved areas receive care and testing. Was that part of the CARES Act by the Democrat? Anything in here covering the cost of coronavirus treatment for uninsured patients? Was that part of the CARES Act? Hmm. Provided flexibilities to dramatically expand telehealth service, especially seniors during the pandemic and beyond. Was that part of the CARES Act? Hmm. Many of these things are probably part of the CARES Act. And as such, where does the funding from all those things start? In the House of Representatives. Who controls the House of Representatives? The Democratic Party. So really, this would, most of these things that are included on this slide are not things that Donald Trump accomplished, unless he could provide us with evidence that he lobbied Congress to say, we want this, this, this in there. Think his establishment of Operation, excuse me, Warp Speed to develop a COVID-19 vaccine in record time. He probably came up, he, maybe he came up with the name. But, you know, he was president. I think it was in his executive order. Fine. Established Operation Warp Speed, but implemented. And we still don't have a vaccine. So so do we have a vaccine in record time? We don't have a vaccine, period. So I don't know how that's a check mark. That should be an X mark because we don't have a vaccine yet. So he, why is he taking credit for the fact that he established this operation in order to create a vaccine in record time when we don't have a vaccine yet? cured more than 500,000 treatment courses of remdesivir uh, for American hospitals through September. Was that him? Was that CARES? Who knows? We don't know. We could find out. I'm sure that's what I need to do some research for. Delivered PPE to doctors and nurses to fight COVID. <clears throat> I mean, he was president from 2016 on, 2017, I mean, 2017 on, 2018, 2019, he rejected the Obama-Biden uh, plan that would have created uh, that, that that created a task force that would be able to deal with 
any sort of pandemic that they feared was coming. And he did nothing about it. He did nothing to replenish any of the stores. Uh, Now, why didn't Obama do it? Give you a good reason why Obama didn't do it. Because from the start of the Obama presidency, the Republicans were intent on stopping him from doing anything. If Obama wanted to sneeze and it required into a tissue and that tissue could be purchased with federal funds, Obama, they wouldn't have allowed him to have the tissue box, let alone more PPE. He advocated for more, but they didn't fund it. Because again, funding comes from the House. So if the funding comes from inside the House of Representatives, then it's the Republican House of Representatives that was to blame for not dealing with and providing enough respirators, gloves, surgical masks, etc., to be able to handle going into the new presidency. And even when it was the new presidency, you had a Republican Congress. You had a Republican Senate. You had Donald Trump. They could have all done it. Why didn't they do it? Because... Instead, they wanted to trash everything that Barack Obama did because, God forbid, you keep something good. The only reason we have the Affordable Care Act still, which is flawed. Don't don't get me wrong. The Affordable Care Act is not the perfect thing, but it's flawed, but it's still better than what we had. And the only reason we still have that is because John McCain was like, nope, I'm going to get out of my bed and I'm going to go say no and I'm going to give the big F you to Trump. I mean... And two others did it as well. You had Collins do it, and Murkowski also voted against it. But, you know, the idea that we were able to get three, the idea that McCain was that last one that was needed is just great. Um, just one big F, especially when Donald Trump was like, you know what, I don't like, I don't like people that would get captured. For him to say that, I mean, I don't know why anybody who supports the troops would have sub- continued to support Donald Trump. after. There's so many things that Donald Trump did during the 2016 campaign that made me just go, what are you talking about? What? How can people still continue to support? And there are people today who will be like, well, he wasn't mocking. He wasn't mocking the the guy with the, the reporter with the disability. Of course he was. Of course he was mocking the reporter with the disability. But he was doing the hand thing. He was mimicking his head. Now, did he do the same sort of thing in short with other people? Yeah. But that's not proof he wasn't mocking disability. That was mocking disability, too. And they don't get that. When you do the whole, you know, hands in the air, you know, in, in, in crooked fashion to mock people with disabilities, even if they're not disabled, it's still mocking people with disabilities. Even if the person that you're specifically mocking doesn't have a disability. What else did he do? I lost it. (laughs) I lost the image. There we go. Um, Stop surprise medical billing by prohibiting physicians and other providers from accepting funds that the provider relief fund from balanced billing for COVID-19 testing and care. Okay. That doesn't stop surprise medical billing overall. It just does it for COVID stuff. We've had a situation where we had surprise medical bill because we had a situation where we had um, one of her doctors sent out a test for her wellness visit 
and everything for a wellness visit is supposed to be free. Well, covered at 100% first dollar. It's not free because I paid a premium for it. It comes out of my bank account every day, every month. I see it. But it's not free. But it's 100% first dollar. But then you got a bill. Surprise, because they didn't bother to check to make sure to see that the uh, lab was in network or not. Wasn't in network. So therefore, it wasn't covered at 100% first dollar. Ugh, that should be illegal. They should be required to check to make sure that the lab that the work is being sent to is an in-network lab for the patient. That's why a lot of people, one, one of the many reasons a lot of people support Medicare for all. But that's, you know, and you have the people who are, who are on Twitter, like Proud Resistor, at Proud Resistor on Twitter, or I'm sorry, I think his uh, at Proud Socialist now is, is what he changed his name to. And uh, we, we've agreed. He's liked some of the things that I've tweeted him. Uh, I've said, you know, when he when he talks about Joe Biden and, and being upset about Joe Biden, I'm like, look, if you want, if you wanted Medicare for all, you still want Medicare for all. You want the Green New Deal. Bernie was not going to be able to accomplish those things by himself. He would have needed a Congress and a Senate that would pass those bills and put them on his desk. So why not elect that Congress? Why not elect that Senate? Why not get a Congress that will put Medicare for all on the table and get it passed, put it on Biden's desk, force his hand. Biden said he wouldn't sign Medicare for all if it wasn't paid for. Guess what? Pay for it. Get it paid for. Use the Congressional Budgeting Office. Show how it's paid for. Make it so that he has to sign it. Because, look, I mean, I'm voting for Joe Biden. I'm doing so enthusiastically because, well, first and foremost, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, but my grandparents worked on his early campaigns and have had nothing, but, had nothing but good things to say about him and the type of person that he is. So I'm enthusiastically voting for him. I voted for him in the primary. I mean, by the time it got to Louisiana, there was no choice. I mean, I could have voted for somebody else, but it was the only person who hadn't withdrawn from the election technically was Joe Biden, even though they're all on the ballot. The only person who was still non-suspended was Joe Biden. So I voted for him, and when it comes again, I'll vote for him again, maybe by mail, maybe in person. Who knows? Depends how safe it is and what we're allowed to do because, again, this, this president is insisting. I'm sure, I'm sure here's the thing. If Louisiana enacted a vote by mail, I guarantee you that Donald Trump wouldn't fight it. Why? Because Donald Trump is going to win Louisiana. So he doesn't care about Louisiana and implemented that. He only wants to make sure that swing states don't implement, except for swing states that already have it with Republican governors that can do things like eliminate people from the voting lists. Watch. Just watch and see. I had one fat man rant on YouTube that I posted about the Portland thing and how Donald Trump is fighting he's fighting mail-in voting because he wants to force people to vote in public place, in these polling places, but, but then he's going to use these uh, test cases of protecting courthouses. Now we need to protect the vote now, and he's going to call out to protect the vote, maybe. 
That's what I'm. That's my prediction that he'll call out that we need to. And look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. But I think he'll call in and they'll be like, look, let's let's he'll call the troops in and say, look, we need to go protect the vote. Go to Ohio. Go to Pennsylvania. Go to Florida. Go to Wisconsin. Go to Michigan. Why aren't the troops going to Wyoming? Because it's a red state. Why aren't they going to Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama? Because it's a red state. He's gonna he's going to terrorize liberal states with that thing. And then, furthermore, he won't prevent red states from mail-in voting. He'll only prevent, he'll only fight blue states or purple states from mail-in voting because he doesn't want people to be able to mail-in vote. Because the more valid votes that are cast, better off it is for the Democrats. Because the more people that vote, the more likely Democrats are going to be in. And look, I don't want a invalid vote to be cast. I think that everybody who casts a vote should be legally able to do so. And there's no evidence that has been, has been presented that allowing everybody to vote early by uh, mail is going to cause more people to cast illegal ballots. But the same, I, I wish the people who showed such outrage for mail-in votes and for the so-called voter fraud that happens without an ID or this, that, the other, I just wish that people would then show the same outrage when Republicans throw out legally entitled to vote voters uh, from the system and just just because every vote that isn't allowed to be passed to cast that should be passed that should be cast is also it's voter fraud. And I firmly believe that we'll, we see more instances of legitimate voters being kicked off the rolls and not allowed to vote than we see illegal votes being cast by people who shouldn't be able to vote. Do some people vote illegally? Sure. A lot of them are Republicans, too, but they don't want to talk about that. They, won't, they, won't, they ignore that little caveat there. Yeah, you had that one case when in Patterson, New Jersey, where some Democrats tried to rig the race by allowing, you know, harvesting, ballot, ballot harvesting and it, not casting them because you can't, you can't be a candidate and go collect the votes. You have to be. You can't be related, I think, to the campaign. You have to do external from the campaign or something like that. I don't know what the exact rules are in that particular municipality. I guess one more side note, because I guess something happened with Joanna, unfortunately. I hope everything is okay with her. Uh, we will come back to her next week, if uh, she is able and willing to do so. Um, but one interesting thing, I guess, that from the press conference, I think the last two days now, is that Donald Trump has been talking about um, this thing. He's been talking about the people, uh, I don't know if it's municipalities. I don't think it was municipalities that he was calling out. But Donald Trump was basically saying that, oh, what is it? What is the word that he used? That there are 80 someone, 80, it's not municipalities, but 80 areas, I guess, where um, um, where people, where, where cases are getting better. Forget what it is. Trying to see, trying to see what it is. He was talking about Arizona today for a model as the pandemic in cases. Um, here's what Trump got wrong about the United States COVID-19 death rate. Uh, that was on Axios as well. Um, was talking about the Axios interview, but I forget what it's not. 80 municipalities. I'll, I'll have to go listen to the. Uh, live reaction because I talk about it on there 
but he doesn't talk about the population totals in those areas. He just talks about the um, he just talks about that these areas, 80 of these areas are doing better, maybe 80 percent. I don't know what, but again, it, it's akin to when Republicans try and use the whole county map to show how widespread support uh, Republicans have because land mass equals votes to them. So these, these maps that they show you know, only show the, the blue and a red by the county. It doesn't show uh, the amount that the red won versus the amount that the blue won by, and it doesn't show the amount of people in those areas and weight the chart accordingly, weight the graph accordingly, the map accordingly to represent the fact that you have all these people in these uh, blue areas that are highly densely populated. One square mile of densely populated L.A. County uh, is worth the same on that map as one square mile of some farm in Wyoming. So to, to talk about 80 of these areas, again, I can't remember what they call it, what he called it, because um, it's, it's this new thing that I've only heard in the last two days. Maybe it's been going on for a little bit more, but it's this new thing now where he's talking about um, how places are doing better. But it's a manipulation. It's a manipulation. It's plain and simple. Because it's it's not talking, it's not taking into consideration that the total number of people in those areas that he's discussing. The areas that are doing better might be sparsely populated. The areas that are doing worse might be densely populated. And there's a reason for that. Because densely populated areas are more likely to see spread because you have more people in close contact with each other. But, you know, unfortunately what what Donald Trump doesn't get is say what is it come on you know it's called science right science science well it is what it is i'm gonna be having fun with those and the third one that i isolated was because we test so much we show cases so we show many many cases yes we show cases and we should be showing cases that we have that's what testing is for to show cases so we need to do, we need more information, but he doesn't want us to have more information. He wants us to have less information because less information is better for him because then he can just mislead everybody else with his fake news, his fake news, not everybody else's, but his. So let's go ahead and call this an end to this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. Uh, you can join me again at Anchor Podcast, anchor.fm slash Liberal Dan at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan, Liberal Dan.com, Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube. And if you want to support the podcast, please go to Liberal Dan Patreon at Patreon.com slash Liberal Dan as well. Until next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.